Welcome to MPA Pod, the Mortgage Professional Australia podcast. I'm Priscilla Dickinson, journalist at MPA. Joining me today is Anya Panic, CEO of the Mortgage and Finance Association of Australia, the peak body for the mortgage and finance industry. Hi Anya, a big warm welcome to you and thank you very much for joining us today. Thanks Priscilla, uh, great to chat to you. In this week's we are discussing the important topic of borrowers being trapped in what is referred to as a mortgage prison, where they are confined to, to their current mortgage and are unable to refinance their loan. Anya, could we perhaps start by explaining how the current economic environment is causing more mortgage prisoners than ever before? Thanks, Priscilla. Yeah, I think um, a, a really it is really important for us to start with the uh, broader economic environment that we find ourselves in, and also some of the lending market dynamics that are actually playing out for borrowers and you know for brokers every day when they're working with their customers. So, you know, we we're living in a world where inflation in Australia is you know it's it's been at its highest in over thirty you know almost thirty years. It started to ease slightly. We've got higher cost of living right across the board. And as a result, we've seen RBA uh, move to address this because inflation is well outside of their 2 to 3% range. Uh, and they've done that at, through actually this sort of 10 successive interest rate increases starting last May. We've now got cash, the cash rate at its highest rate uh, in you know almost a decade at 3.6%. Now, that's against a broader backdrop of, as well of softening property prices and prices, you know, prices on property declining, but not equally right across the country in some areas they're holding up and others they've declined by more than the national average as well we've got pretty stagnant wages growth and you know as well as that i think covid's really but some of the steps taken during covid really impacted the 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 lending market dynamic so i don't i know we're going to talk about that just in a moment but for the ordinary borrower they had they had built up significant savings buffers and what we've found now what we're finding is a lot of those borrowers have worked their way through those savings savings buffers more recently in the, you know, the current, you know, with the household budgets and the current economic environment. Thank you. So in terms of the current economic environment, how could it give rise to more mortgage prisoners? So I think every single one of those factors I just spoke about in terms of the broader economy um, go into how lenders assess a borrower's ability to repay debt. So borrowers, you know, lenders assess income, expenses, any other debts a borrower might have, the equity a borrower actually has in their in their home, and then their ability to service a loan, and not just service at the interest rate. What we know uh, in our market, in our industry as well, it also includes the buffer that gets applied. So that's the three percent uh, for APRA regulated entities or whatever other buffer if they're non-regulated entities, just as a you know a measure to manage risk in a fluctuating interest rate environment. So I think you know what we're finding is uh, instances in which borrowers. Uh, can't meet a lender's requirements or even a number of lenders' requirements to refinance. And then as a result, they can't avail themselves of a cheaper home loan rate. Now, it could be uh, they've got a high LVR, that you know, their property um, prices declined. Um, maybe their income has taken a bit of hit or at the end of the day, they're just dealing with what all Australians are dealing with, which is, which is higher cost of living. Uh, and I think some of these factors when it comes to mortgage prisoners in the, in the economic environment will also play through as well when it comes to borrowers who have been on a fixed rate, who have availed themselves of those really, really cheap fixed rates that we saw, you know, coming through COVID. 
So the thing to, I think that's really important to remember with a mortgage prisoner is, you know, it, it doesn't mean that they're not a good borrower. Um, it's just really demonstrating the ability to meet um, serviceability and to meet repayments and a number of factors in the broader economy and in some instances a borrower's house, what it's worth, um, and then circumstances potentially around the borrower might have actually changed as well. So, yeah, that's a, like, that can be a pretty tough situation to be caught in because if, you, if you're looking to really manage one of the most expensive items in your household budget, which is your mortgage, and you're finding yourself in a situation where you can't actually, you know, figure out what the next steps are um, to get, you know, yourself ready to refinance and avail yourself of that cheaper, cheaper rate. That brings me to, from a lending perspective, is there any leniency around helping borrowers in this situation, starting with the red guide on responsible lending? So I, I think, it, yeah, absolutely. I, I think at the end of the day, what lenders do, um, what they are doing is that they're looking at um, credit risk and credit risk management because that's what their their role is. They they take on credit risk. They, you know, extend funds to, to borrowers. Um, and they need to assess the appropriateness of that credit risk, but they're also bound by responsible lending. And the thing with responsible lending, uh, I don't know how many people have gone back and had a really good look at this. It's fair to say, I don't know if anyone would have ever contemplated 10 interest rate rises in a row and this concept of a, of a mortgage prisoner. However, when ASIC revised their responsible lending guidance, RG209 in 2019, we worked with them in terms of consultation at that time to specifically raise the situation of a mortgage prisoner and that as i've just described it's someone who can't avail themselves of a of a cheaper cheaper rate through refinance and they're effectively stuck in a higher rate with their with their existing borrower what we actually said at the time was that this could this could occur and um you know there should be situations where customers should be considered for refinance um, in particular, where they've been able to demonstrate they've met their mortgage repayments over a, a period of time. That's been included in RG209. There's a specific worked example in the in the reg guide around there. You know, our recommendations really went to, you know, the applicant's got confirmed employment, income, clear demonstrated history of acceptable servicing, all their credit facilities, no arrears, you know, all their repayments paid on time, you know, over a 12-month period. Uh, and it, Really, a borrower like this, it should be acceptable for them to refinance um, under all of those circumstances. There are no material changes, that, you know, for them overall. Uh, now, I think this is the context that was written in 2019, and what we're seeing through our work with through industry uh, at the NAAA is we are starting to see some movement with lenders and also with aggregators, credit licensees in market reflecting this guidance around mortgage prisoners. Thank you. Now, during COVID-19 pandemic, we saw obviously record low interest rates cause a drive in fixed rate lending, um, or was going on to fixed rates. So it referred to as the mortgage as the fixed rate cliff, a significant chunk of these borrowers are rolling off this year. How is the fixed rate cliff exacerbating mortgage prisoners in your opinion? So yes, uh, I think COVID, um, COVID was interesting for us all for a whole lot of reasons, but we, what we did see during COVID was absolutely, um, you know, this record low cost of funding, funding lines the TFF provided to to lenders. And the reason behind that was, you know, COVID hopefully, you know, for all of us, once in a lifetime event, what was critical was to get, was to, con- 
continue to have access to credit flowing through the economy. So as a result, lenders were able to access these really um, low funding lines, you know, um, and were able to lend fixed rates at sort of 1.8, 1.9, 2%. We've never seen a market like this before where so many borrowers in Australia are on fixed rates overall. That's against an environment where the RBA has raised the cash rate 10 times. All those borrowers on fixed rates have yet to see the impact of uh, their mortgage with the cash rate changing successively like that. And that's going to happen when they come off their fixed rate. And what we know is that we've got something like 880,000 fixed rate loans that are likely to roll up in 2023 and another 450,000 that are going to roll off in 2024. So you sort of think about this environment. Uh, no doubt you've got some borrowers who worked very closely with their mortgage, uh, their mortgage brokers early on and had always been preparing to come off their fixed rate mortgage at a higher rate and were very much managing their household budgets uh, according to that. I think what we may also have is some borrowers who are on those fixed rates who probably got quite used to them and then reverting to the you know the revert rate, the standard variable rate at the moment, it is really going to um, change their household budget situation. And that's where they're going to come into, okay, what do I need to do um, to, to meet our lender's serviceability, to look to refinance overall? And some of those borrowers, I think, may find themselves in a situation, if they do nothing, if they don't actually reach out to their mortgage, uh, to their mortgage broker, they may find themselves in a situation of being a mortgage prisoner as well. And hence where the role of the really important role of a broker comes in. So what are some examples of how brokers are working with their customers rolling off these lower fixed rates onto a higher rate environment? Uh, so I think the, the, the most important um, aspect of working, you know, a broker working with their client is reaching out and reaching out early. Uh, I know from speaking to our members and brokers in market, uh, they're reaching out at the two to three month mark. They're checking in with their clients. They're seeing where they're at, and they're just going through a, a, an understanding of, you know, how's the household budget? Has you know what's changed? What's going on? Are you aware of what the revert rate is going to be on your mortgage and what that's likely to look like overall? And I think that that timing is just so critically important because at the two to three month mark, it gives. Uh, a client, their client, a borrower, the opportunity to sort of step back and say, well, what decisions can I make? What do I need to prepare for? As I mentioned before, I think there is uh, there are many borrowers who, having worked with their, their broker a number of years ago and and set the very low interest rate, have probably got their household budget in in good order, uh, and they're ready for the for the change to revert. Their household budget is ready, but for those that aren't, it's a good opportunity in that two to three month mark to do a number of things. Their mortgage broker first up can reach out to their existing lender and see what repricing is available to them first up. I think that's really important just to provide a bit of relief to the household budget. Then it comes down to actually understanding where is that client at with their household budget? Have additional short-term debts been taken on? Uh, does it make sense to still have credit card, you know, maybe debt on credit card or shorter-term debt or buy now, pay later? Is an opportunity to consolidate some of that, or even look at the, you know, the tenure of some of those shorter term debts in terms of how that's built into lenders' serviceability buffers. What we're also finding is, you know, clients working with their brokers to understand which aspects of their budget they can really go in and address, because working with a 
broker, a, a broker understands how lenders assess serviceability and not just one lender, but lenders right across the market. And that's really important. They can actually help guide and coach a customer to get their household budget, you know, really finance fit for when that refinance comes. And like I said before, I think that the, the process of seeking a repricing to just ease a little bit of the pain, um, I, th I think that's sort of the immediate, you know, two to three month mark. But uh, we know our brokers are helping with so many other things um, from uh, connecting customers if need be with hardship teams, you know, looking at broader debt restructuring as well if it's that, you know, maybe short-term IO conversion or even, you know, looking at the, the term of the line. So there's a whole lot of options there. And I think if you if you really want to understand your options as a as a borrower, you've you've just got to speak to your mortgage broker. So lenders are obviously balancing the competitive environment with the need to manage their credit risk. We know that traditionally it is more cost effective to retain existing customers than it is to acquire new ones. So Anya, what do you think lenders should be doing to retain their customers in this environment? I think there's a really strong case uh, in the current environment for um, for competitive pricing to be offered to existing customers as well as new customers. You know, we know it's a highly competitive market out there. The ABA, I think, is you know have recently released that a lot of people coming off their fixed rates are actually looking to refinance to another lender. You know, just the basic economics in my mind is it's. Uh, it's better and it's more cost effective for a lender, I think, to retain an existing customer rather than in every instance to go and find a new customer. So with that in mind, you know, you've got existing customers, they've demonstrated great customer loyalty to the lender, they've been timely with their repayments. They should be able to access discounted, appropriate discounted pricing rather than just revert automatically back to sort of the standard uh, variable rate. And I think what's really important in the market that we're in at the moment, we with brokers, with mortgage brokers working with their clients. And what we want to see is that lenders put their best foot forward when a broker approaches them for a reprice as well. We don't want to see what I'm describing as multiple multiple bites at, 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 at multiple bites at repricing. Broker goes, asks for a reprice. Uh, lender doesn't meet it. Um, broker goes to refinance and then lender subsequently comes back. I, I just think it's bad for the customer experience overall. You know, it, it's inefficient um, and it, it's just not a good experience. And it's not really, in my mind, doesn't go to the core of what this industry is about. And and that's about putting a customer in the best possible position with, you know, working with their mortgage broker and their mortgage broker working on their behalf with their lender overall. Anya, thank you for sharing your thoughts and strategies on how the current economic environment is potentially causing more clients to be locked in a mortgage prison scenario and how brokers and lenders can help them. That wraps up our podcast for today. You've been listening to MPA Pod. Thank you for joining us and we look forward to bringing you more news and discussion in future episodes. Thank you for listening to this episode of MPA Talk. 